400 registered voters in each of eight western states contributed to this year's State of the Rockies project study on conservation in the West. It's produced annually by Colorado College in Colorado Springs. Greetings again. I'm Adam Morgan. This year's research study reveals that 79% of respondents were concerned about worsening air quality, 86% concerned about droughts and lower snowpack conditions, with 70% indicating that wildfires are more of a problem than 10 years ago. These were among the findings expressed by the study participants, who also noted attitudes regarding energy development and climate change. On this edition, we learn more of the viewpoints of Coloradans with Colorado College Research Partner New Bridge Strategy Principal, Ms. Lori Weigel. It's been a long time, but we asked at one point uh, whether people would, the type of place that people would recommend someone who's coming to Colorado to visit. And overwhelmingly, they were telling us to go to a national park, go to a, you know, go to somewhere outdoors, essentially, mm-hmm. versus go to a museum or something in a little more urban environment. Yeah. So I think that's sort of, you know, what people think of when they think of Colorado is our, our mountains and our, our beautiful public lands all around the state. I think your study indicated 91 percent address a backlog of infrastructure repair, meaning uh, I, I guess some of the uh, places that they want to go in public lands, they need to be upgraded more or just uh, repaired from the use that they have endured over the last decades. Yeah, this is something, you know, we tested a number of potential um, uh, policies that might be looked at by by Congress or in state legislatures, and definitely um, that idea of, of infrastructure repairs in public, uh, on public lands, uh, also addressing the risk of wildfires and, and sort of, you know, conservation needs on those national public lands. Um, that idea of creating a job core that could help address some of those was something that was, uh, you know, again, overwhelmingly embraced by, by Colorado voters throughout yeah. the state. Then when it comes to water and wildfires and drought and that kind of thing, the Coloradans and those who participated in the study, they are probably very much in touch with climate change. Uh, they probably had a lot to say to you about it as well. Yeah, so it's 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 been an interesting time to be tracking people's opinions because climate change is definitely one where we've seen um, Coloradans shift over time in terms yeah. of their in terms of their views. Um, you know, when we started the survey in 2011, we actually asked them about global warming. So even the language has uh, shifted over the course of that time. But essentially, that's sure. the same question. Uh, this year, and we had, when we asked them what should be done, like, hey, uh, you know, do you think immediate action is necessary? We've moved from 20% of Coloradans in that category to 51%. So now a majority saying, boy, this is a serious problem. Immediate action is necessary. Another 18% today say there's enough evidence that's taking place that some action should be taken. So, and those that are just saying, oh, concerns about this are greatly exaggerated, have dropped precipitously in that time as well. So there's been a real sea change in terms of um, voters' perceptions of that issue. Uh-huh. And I, I think in part because we're seeing, again, some of those, those impacts and people starting to connect some of the dots there. I mean, generally, we're Voters in Colorado have a sort of increasingly negative view of the future of nature, meaning our 
land, our water, our air, and our wildlife. I mean, three quarters of Coloradans, 75%, say they're more worried than that they're hopeful about the future of nature in our state. And a lot of that we heard last year was related to climate change. You think, so I think there's a, a real concern. Do you think uh, Coloradans, because of this concern, continues to increase uh, year after year, will become one of the drivers to, for, to have the country, the nation, do more about climate change? Will uh, a lot of it start here? Well, <laughs> it's hard to say, but yeah. but certainly, you know, the, those. Uh, I think the conversation has shifted a little bit from is it happening um, to what do we do about it? And so, you know, there's a, a lot of folks in our state that are working on things like clean energy and certainly uh, Enroll and some of those uh, those institutes are, you know, uh, coming up with, uh, you know, tomorrow's innovations and solutions to some of this. And we, we definitely see Coloradans embracing things like solar power and wind power. Those are the two energy sources that they say they would most want to encourage the use of here in Colorado. It's not as if they're dismissing completely other things, but, you know, oil and coal was in the single digits in, in comparison. So it really... I think that's where uh, Coloradans see the future of our, meeting our energy needs. And again, this was before even gas prices had spiked and, and some of the recent events related to, related to Russia going into Ukraine. About energy and renewable resources there. So Coloradans are paying a lot more attention to that and the idea that we may be able to transition to more clean energy within the next 10 to 15 years? Yeah, it's it's hard to say if they're paying. I, I'm going to assume that, yes, they are paying more attention mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, obviously the prices at the pump, but also to what we can do there. And, you know, not not all of these are mutually exclusive, but certainly this idea of gradually transitioning to all of our energy being produced from, uh, you know, renewable sources like solar and wind over the next 10 to 15 years. We saw more than two-thirds of Coloradans embracing that idea. Not that that would affect all of our cars immediately, but, um, you know, but that sort of idea of that's the direction we're heading in, I think is something that you're seeing uh, Coloradans widely embrace. And certainly we were one of uh, the early states to create a um, a renewable energy, uh, you know, quota and, and, you know, sort of start to head in that direction. Well, I know we're seeing a number of electric cars that are on the road and with the new infrastructure bill, bill saying that it's going to build all these charging stations. So I guess uh, people in your survey are going to want to and expect those charging stations sooner than later. And even at Staunton State Park here up uh, 285, I went up there on another story, and right there at the cabin is an electric charging station. So that tends to reflect exactly what they're saying in your survey. Renewable energy is the way they want everything to go, and uh, the state is starting to pay attention to it. Yeah, what a, that's a great example of uh, <laughs> sort of because, you know, oftentimes people are concerned about, and we've when we've talked to voters and well, even in other states, they'll say, well, what about when I go camping or what about when I do this? So 
Um, making that accessible will be something I think is, as people become more comfortable with that idea of electric vehicles and, and uh, some of that range anxiety may go away if they're seeing them in places where even like, you know, our state parks. Regarding public policy in the study, they're also looking at or or thinking about uh, or saying that uh, oil and gas development need to be limited on public lands as well and 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 hoping or thinking that um, oil and gas companies ought to use better technology to make sure leaks are managed better and that kind of thing. No, uh, no problems can occur. Well, I think that you know, for one, again, we talked about how national public lands are, are people tend to think of their use of them and um, their ability to recreate on them and utilize them first. And so that tends to be their priority. And overwhelmingly, they say, hey, I, I want I want the conservation value of those lands to be upheld the most versus sort of using them as, as places to extract energy first and foremost. Um, but if that does happen, they want to make sure that oil and gas companies are using the technology, for example, to, to ensure that there's not leaks of methane gas, which obviously contributes to climate change, which we just talked about, yeah. or that they're, um, that they're sort of the, the companies are the ones on the hook to pay for cleanup and land restoration costs after drilling is finished. So I definitely think that there's some safeguards that people want in place, even if even if those lands are uh, being used for energy extraction, to make sure that um, it's done in sort of the best possible way. Yeah, yeah. I found interesting that your study, the study work that you did, also took the opinions of people of color as well to see how either in tune they are with nature or climate change or how they're not. uh, Were there any really interesting differences in what they told you regarding their expectations of the outdoors and uh, conservation? Yeah, so we did some additional interviews among uh, Native Americans, among Black voters in the state. Um, We sort of have on the natural the ability to look at Latino voters here in Colorado as well. Um, Of course, we... um, we make sure that the overall data is, is uh, that those are weighted back to really reflect their true proportions. But one thing that stood out to me was, uh, you know, Native Americans were telling us that they are, they have changed where and when they recreate in the outdoors. The mo- they were the most likely to say they've changed it because of impacts of climate. Yeah. Um, all of those voters are um, recreating in the outdoors, um, but certainly we saw a real difference. Uh, black voters were somewhat less likely to visit national public lands. Um, one of the things that we saw a year ago was that they were more apt to tell us that um, they didn't know enough about those places to, to be using them. And that was a deterrent yeah. um, to a greater degree than we saw among, say, white voters or Native Americans. So that was something that stood out. And then definitely when we've looked at socioeconomic factors, too, um, the cost of accessing some of those places was something that that uh, was a concern. And so I think as we look at how do we address crowding in, mm-hmm. you know, like it's just been considered in one of our state parks and and what we do about that, you know, making sure that it's not cost prohibitive for some Coloradans is something that we ought to 
really keep in mind because uh, uh, a quarter of those who, who identified as either lower income or working class um, told us that cost was could be a potential deterrent to being able to visit those places. Oh, sure. I know you told told me a little while ago that your crystal ball is a little cloudy, but <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you the part the clouds in there for a minute. Uh, what trends do you see continuing maybe into next year or future years? Studies that you're going to do that you really want to keep an eye on because that's really going to uh, probably um, generate some political change, major change forces here in the state. Yeah, I do think that Colorado's been sort of on the on the leading edge of considering, you know, some of these challenges. But definitely, there's been this, you know, how how we exactly address our concerns about water supply, how we address uh, some of the increasing concerns about poorly planned growth and development. You know, that's gone up 20 points over the course of uh, this 12 years of the survey, for example, in terms of people thinking that's an extremely very serious problem. None of these things are, are easy issues, right? There's multiple ways of tackling them, but, you know, there's usually um, some cost involved as well. And, uh, you know, Coloradans have been willing to pass local funding measures that will help conserve um, natural areas and open spaces around the state, but you know, is that going to be enough when we're concerned about you know loss of family farms and ranches and some of the things that just kind of make Colorado Colorado-y. Yeah. <laughs> so I do think that's going to be something to keep our eye on, and um, you know, at the same time, we do have you know people that are newer to the state, and and how do they uh, you know how do we address uh, their understanding of, of what makes Colorado, Colorado, too. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's a time of great change and um, hopefully great opportunities to really put in place some, uh, some safeguards uh, for some of what we care about here well, in our state. The effective use of natural resources will be instrumental to successful living in Colorado and the West in the foreseeable future. Having a regular sense of what Colorado residents are thinking regarding conservation will be key to the direction that is taken. Many thanks to Lori Weigel of Newbridge Strategy and Colorado College for sharing their annual report, State of the Rockies Project, with us again for this edition. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch. Get vaccinated for yourself and your family's health, and we do appreciate you for sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.